Hello everyone, my name is CJ Kaiser and welcome to Film Feuds, the show where we argue about movies because we got nothing else better to do. And follow the Film Feud podcast on Twitter at Film Feud Podcast or on Facebook at Film Feuds. And send me your questions, send me your topics, I'd love to hear them and we've got a great episode for you today. We're doing most weirdest and enjoyable film. Now the reason this topic came about was, well, The Lobster is about to come out in cinemas and it's getting rave reviews on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes. So we thought we'll do most weirdest and enjoyable film. And don't forget to check out our other podcast, Game Grudges, which is a show where we fight about video games. And don't forget to check out my comic book, New Age Comic, on Twitter and on Facebook. It's a comic book about goths, punks, alternative people. It's quite funny. Well, at least that's what everyone's telling me. So that's a good sign, right? Don't forget to follow me on Twitter or on Facebook at IamSeizure. That's my handle for everything. So if you look it up, if you type in IamSeizure, I'll come up somewhere. Now, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. We would really appreciate that. That'll get us more listeners and more people listening to the podcast, and it'll be more fun. And I can get better guests. Not saying that the guests we have are bad or anything. <clears throat> if you're listening to us on Podomatic, follow us. Give us a rating. Try to get our views up. Don't forget to like the Facebook page. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get straight into the episode. Oh, we kicked it down. Writing checks, your body can't cash. I was elected to lead. I feel the need for neighbors. Hi everyone, my name is Steve. Guys, and welcome to Film Feuds. We're recording live in New York at a Cafe Benny in Queens. I think it's a franchise. I have no idea, but who cares? But I have three guests today, and we are doing most weirdest and enjoyable movie. You can follow us on Twitter at Film Feud Podcast or on Facebook at Film Feuds. You can also follow me on Twitter at I Am Seizure and Facebook at the same handle. Links are in the description below. And we'll kick off with our first guest. Start off with David, uh, David Piccolomini, is that right? Piccolomini. Piccolomini, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, We're great friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, we go way back until yesterday. Uh, um, what movie did you pick? Uh, I actually, uh, I picked a little bit of a weird, for a weird movie, I picked uh, F- yeah, Fast and Furious 7. Fast and Furious 7. Furious 7, David? Just Furious 7. Just Furious 7. I thought it was Fast 7. No, it's Furious 7. It's Fast 5. Fast 5. Furious 7. <laughs> in in Wait, Australia, it's Fast, Fast and Furious 7. 6 was Fast and Furious. Oh, great. <laughs> again. It, without the again, though. It's just Fast. Is it Fast and the Furious? I think it is. No, the Fast and the Furious is the first one. No, uh, the Fast and the Furious, but the sixth one is just Fast and Furious. We no, 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 the fourth <laughs> one's Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all, right, all right, never mind. That's not the point. That's the point. a lot of time going over. The Fast and the Furious titles, and how they're horribly, horribly named. But I think we should move on. They, when yes. they named the first one, they clearly had no idea <laughs> that yeah. this would be 15 years later <laughs> would be happening. Just name it Fast and with Furious again. Fuck at it. At least three more to go. <laughs> yeah, they're ending it with the trilogy, uh, which is insane on its own. Uh, <laughs> All right, so a uh, quick plot line. Okay. Uh, well, really quick synopsis, actually. <laughs> the really quick synopsis. Where do I start? Okay. So the boys are back at it again. <laughs> and uh, this time, the brother of the person they put in a coma last time is out for revenge on the whole uh, group, uh, against the whole group, and he's trying to kill them off. But now they're trying to find a technological device that called God's Eye that will allow them to see anywhere in the world and find this guy and put a stop to whatever from killing them, I guess, would be. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> find you on uh, Twitter at? Piccolomini. P-I-C-C-O-L-O-M-E-A-N-Y. 
Excellent. Uh, there will be a link in the description below. And next up, we've got Matt. Matt uh, Tenenbaum, how are you doing? Hello, sir. What movie did you pick? Quick plot as well. I picked a movie called Enter the Void. A uh, quick plot line of it is it follows a man living in Tokyo. He's a drug dealer. And uh, one day he's out uh, dealing drugs, and uh, he's on DMT, and then he gets shot uh, by the police. The rest of the movie is essentially um, an out-of-body experience exploring his life in chronological order and then the aftermath of him being shot. Uh, that's basically the whole movie as far as plot goes. Excellent. And uh, on Twitter we can find you at? Tenenbaum Matt, T-E-N-E-N-B-A-U-M, just like the Royal Tenenbaums. Cool, and there'll be a link in the description below. And finally, we got Lawson. Lawson, I didn't get your last name. Oh, Lawson Leong. L-E-O-N-G is my last name. Excellent, and which movie did you pick and plot? I picked uh, Being John Malkovich, which is a weird, surreal movie about a homely couple and the husband, who's a puppeteer, figures out that there is a portal he can go into to be, be, uh, to get into the mind of John Malkovich for about 15 minutes before he dumps him on the New Jersey Turnpike. And then uh, hijinks ensue. It's a lot, of, a lot of weird stuff happens after that. It only gets weirder. Awesome, and we can find you at Lawson Comedy eighty nine. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Oh, and there'll be a link in the description below. All right, let's start this game. There's eight questions. The comedians don't know what the questions are. They have to make an argument for each question. Whoever gets the best argument wins a point, and winner at the end gets a handshake. How exciting! And let's start off with question number one. Anyone can jump in to start off. Most intriguing moment of the movie. What would it be? Oh, wait. Sorry, forgot to mention. Uh, if you haven't watched these movies, stop this podcast. Watch them because it's completely spoiler-filled. And then come back after you wasted nine hours and <laughs> you'll enjoy this. All right, go on. Okay, so I mean, okay, so there's a point in the movie in Being John Malkovich where the, the wife, uh, played by Cameron Diaz, is locked in a cage by John Cusack. And he goes off to be John Malkovich and have sex with Catherine Kaner, but she's locked in a cage with a monkey because she loves animals, and so and she's tied up and gagged, and so the the chimp has a flashback to when his family was caught by, I guess, poachers in the jungle. Like you go into the chimp's memory, and he has a, like he has like a flashback about, and his like his chimp family was tied up, and in chimp they're talking to him and telling him to untie them before the, the humans get back, and he doesn't do it fast enough, and then they get caught. And then it goes back to the present, and like that, the chip is like a mini arc that's like three minutes long, and then he remembers that, and he overcomes his fear of not untying things fast enough, and he unties Cameron Diaz, and then she goes off to save the day. It's, 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 it's crazy, and it's only like three minutes long, but it's a crazy sub subplot of the many plots of this movie. So yeah, excellent. Say the weirdest moment, End of the Void. Still, weirdest, most intriguing, still fits the same. It's probably the end of the movie. Um, there's a lot of points in the movie where it's shot in uh, a point of, like, first person point of view. And the last shot of the movie, because he's, like, uh, he's dead and he thinks, uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he, uh, it's like a flashback to his birth, right? And it's a first person view of, like, him being born from out of his mother. And then, like, that moment happens where he, like, he sees the bright lights, he's born, and then it's just cut to black. So if that's just not hitting you in the face with just an existential dread. I don't know what does. But that's the most intriguing moment, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing more intriguing you're born than that. And that you, you're born, he has a vision basically of his birth, and then he dies forever. <laughs> or, you know, everything repeats again because time is all weird when you die. Uh, yep. <laughs> well, we'll get into Enter the Void. Uh, but uh, for me, Fast and Furious, uh, there's a scene in the fa- 
where uh, Jason Statham, the main villain of the story. <laughs> I should mention, in podcast land, you can't see what's going on, but the other guests are laughing and intrigued <laughs> and where, where he's going to go with this one. It's the most... All right, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, so there... Because the main character that they don't tell you, the main character of all the Fast and Furious movies, or Fast and Furious 7, uh, it's not Vin Diesel, it's not The Rock, it's not Paul Walker, it's Cars. That's the main character. Uh, cars control everything. If there's ever a scene where they can use cars, they or not use cars, they still find a way to bring them in, uh, including... Uh, Early on in the movie, uh, Jason Statham has killed one of the members of the Fast and Furious crew in Japan, uh, which is... Anyway, and he comes back, <laughs> and uh, Vin Diesel tracks him down, and they are going after each other, and they're both in cars, and they're just... There's a standoff, and they're looking at each other, and then they just start driving towards each other, in a, uh, um, and then instead of any of them pulling out, they just hit each other head on, <laughs> straight on, and then get out of the car and start fighting. Uh, and then... They do it again at the end of the movie. They they just run. Well, this time he boosts his car a little bit, so he's on top of the car. But they still just completely wreck. Like in what should kill both characters, sixty miles an hour into each other, head-on collisions. In what uh, is my main uh, overall theory of this movie is that they are they have become immortal, uh, <laughs> because there's no way any of them can die or lose fights. It's insanity, and like people. I feel like I'm at a weird disadvantage because everybody would think of traditional ones, but because this one's about cars and being, like, manly and shooting each other, that it's not a weird movie. But it's insane. They take every single idea of, like, family and, like... Uh, well, that's one thing I... When you picked your movie, I was like, uh, no, let's go something else. And you picked Evil Dead too. but I'm glad we stuck to your original <laughs> choice because this sounds way Dave, better. Dave started talking, and I'm like, what the fuck is he on about? And then, like, two minutes later, I'm like, he's got a point. It's They're all immortal. <laughs> it's insanity. They actually... Uh, this is this is a, uh, a behind-the-scenes spoiler, but Vin Diesel and uh, I believe The Rock, too, have it in their contract. They cannot lose a fight. No way. But it's Vin Diesel and The Rock. Neither of them can lose a fight. They're not <laughs> going here forward. <laughs> That's, That's why they team up there. That's such a spoiler for future movies. Yeah, they're just yeah. not allowed to lose. They can tie. They can tie. I love to see The Rock uh, like, <laughs> stipulating like, with his agents. Like, I can't lose a fight. Are you and kidding I need me? three rock bottoms and a <laughs> Pippa's elbow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, so I would say that's the most intriguing. Because you're just like, why? Because no sane action star, like Bruce Willis would never just full on like the closest he'll get he'll crash a car into a helicopter but he's not going to stay in the car when he does it uh or the insanity of throwing a bag of grenades at a helicopter this actually might be in the final scene he throws one moment okay so the intriguing moment is the two-parter of they they ram cars into each other which is insane like nobody would do that and then they do it again Uh, all right (laughs) i would like to say though i would love to see dave uh, just explain the whole plot of Fast Se- Furious Seven. Like I'll just go from five to seven. Just, five, uh, just go from five. Just do the plot those summary. Are the good ones. Yeah, yeah. But, those but are the, good ones. the best ones. But so basically, they both they play chicken and they both lose. That's basically <laughs> what they do. Yeah. <laughs> they both just do the. They both just yeah. They just ran into it. All right. Your movie's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing about Fast Furious 7. Your moments, I don't know if they're intriguing as much as they are... Action tropes. Action tropes, but also, like, I... I don't... It's weird to make this argument, but they're... I'm not okay with that they do that. Like, I'm not... And not just in, like, a narrative sense, but in the sense that... 
Paul Walker's died from a car crash, <laughs> and they just have two scenes where they just ram into each other. Like it's. Oh, I should mention I over just... 200 cars were killed in the making of this movie. This <laughs> <laughs> is not okay with the way, like the idea that that's like kids are watching these movies. I yeah. know that because I was a kid and I saw the first one. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I could text and drive. What's the worst thing? <laughs> oh, no, uh, but uh, you didn't ask whether or not it's a good example. But that, I think, adds to the intrigue. The entire movie is more intriguing because Paul Walker died, and that feels real callous to say. But every scene he's in, <laughs> I'm like, true. he could die. He could die in the scene. Oh, okay. Paul Walker's not the one playing check-in, though. That's why it's not okay. Well, actually, that would also not be okay. But this is, <laughs> this is still... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's intriguing as much as it is... Just bananas. <laughs> just, just. I was on the edge of my seat, like, just like, are they really just gonna ram into each other? Because that's not the right answer. Uh, <laughs> the second time, you were, they already did it once, also. So here's the question: know. If an action movie betrays all laws of logic, which they usually do, but does it to such an extreme? Does that make it a weird movie? That's my argument. Or strange. Yeah, I know, I, and I think you're doing a good job so far. <laughs> I'm like, it is. Funny. Well, since since this is more of an intrigue question than weird question, I'll. But yeah, I. What was yours again? Which part of what happened? What was yours? The re- very end of the movie where um, oh, the he has oh, the yeah, flashback yeah. and he's just. I don't know. I mean, if you want to just have a hack 2001 ending all over again, then yeah, I guess that's intriguing. Oh, but uh... okay. all right, all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we're cars flying into we each other. We didn't have to get to question three for the fight to stop. <laughs> Jesus, that's. I was say, and also, uh, like yours is all about being in the mind of a chimp. Uh, the entire Fast and Furious movie is that we're in the mind of Vin Diesel the whole time. <laughs> Watching Vin Diesel act the is chip, the chip in being John Malkovich is more of a human character than Vin Diesel. <laughs> that is absolutely true. The only time Vin Diesel has ever been good in anything is uh, as the tree in Groot, uh, at, because he doesn't have to act. The most actually, I, I almost want to change my answer to the most intriguing part of the Fast and Furious movie or of the entire movie is watching Vin Diesel make real acting choices and then just not be able to carry them out. Uh, <laughs> I just noticed there's a common ground between he did Groot and I just remember he did the Iron Giant so he's just really good at like saying like simple sounding like it's nouns nice. and adjectives. Gravel. It's all gravel. Wasn't he also the lion lion in Narnia? No, that's Liam so. Neeson. Was it? That's Liam Neeson. Sure. Liam Neeson's the lion in Narnia. Yeah, yeah you're right. Neeson's but wasn't guy. he originally supposed to be the lion in Narnia? Maybe. Oh, now you're asking a very different question. Okay. As far as being <laughs> I didn't watch Narnia. I didn't watch <laughs> Bijan, I, I think it's a good movie, but sometimes it just feels like Charlie Kaufman just wanking all over the screen. It's just like, how many plot lines can I possibly but the throw way, out there and I, then thread together? I see what you're saying, but I, I think this one is so great because it's so concise and so like, like it's not even, it's never brought up again. Like it's just like, the, like this is a chimp, and it's like, but why wouldn't the chimp have had a former life? Because he would. Why? What? He has a former life. He's also a character. A human yeah. character. The the, the chimp like, was also trans. Uh. The chimp was well, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. what's her name? It's is groundbreaking trans. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah, no. I just uh, to me that's more intriguing than just guys playing chicken and not just, neither one giving in. And yours. What was yours again? He becomes <laughs> a baby again? Baby coming out of the, the So guy. he dies and he becomes like a baby. Like He dies. He has a whole thing of uh, his life and yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. And uh, and then it basically ends with his like birth from his mother. But it's supposed to be like a false memory, kind of. It's not okay. supposed to be his actual rebirth. Yeah, okay. That's what it's supposed well, to it's, be. It, what would happen is if you died and then you, or if you read the book, 
about you. Uh, what is it? The Buddhist the, book of the, the dead. book of the dead. Yeah, you read that book and then did drugs and then actually died. So your brain was like, oh, this is the last no memory. Let's go through this whole thing. Yeah. I should say that it's supposed to be open to interpretation, but the director, like, confirmed, like, it's supposed to be, like, a false memory. Like, he's not being reborn. Like, this was just every single memory he's had. Yeah. They cycle through it. They go through the aftermath. He's having this whole out-of-body. Because when you're on DMT, you have this, like, out-of-body experience. And imagine that being amplified by a million when you're shot in the gut and slowly dying. Yeah. Um... Man, that's hard tonight. That's pretty intriguing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good moment. I, mean, I don't know, but I think uh, that also makes it so much weirder. Like, it's like, oh, you wanted to watch your sister fuck? Uh, yeah, that's, that's like right. the it's end. Preceded of- <laughs> by um, his sister and his friend fucking, and uh, like they get into a whole thing. It's like a cinematic wank look where it's like they show like an extra- establishing shot of the whole hotel and that they're in and everybody's fucking. It just gets weird. I was was pretty intrigued by the fuck hotel. Uh, (laughs) But for not cinematic reasons. Uh, I thought that would be two moments. That's why I was just like, let's just stick with the end with the baby and then the cut to black. I thought that was pretty intriguing. I'm like, oh shit, that's how it ends? I mean, that's a pretty cool moment, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I I just... How long is it, how long how long is the scene? Uh, you know what? I, I'm just going to stop there because we were running out of time. We've gone about 12 minutes on one question, so I'm going to rule. Let's say I'm going to rule your one out. The Fast and uh, okay, Furious Seven. Okay. The that's reason fair. the reason why is because. It doesn't seem intriguing. It's just it's more crazy than intriguing. Yeah, right? yeah that's fair. I should yeah. have said I should have said watching Vin Diesel act. Uh, yeah, yeah, you because, should have. And because you that is not intriguing. wasted about ten minutes of the podcast. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Um, I, I, but yeah, I, I mean, enjoy it thoroughly. But I will now I insult you. For the rest of okay, now it's between the monkey and the person. Um, the, old, the old monkey chimp. and the baby. Chimp. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm uh, personally, if uh, I'm gonna go with Chim, personally, I thought that was. Yeah, I See, think that's more I, I think you scene. did shoot uh, Matt one, Matt's one down with the 2001 reference. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I think uh, Lawson gets the points. Lawson gets the first points. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next question: Who had the best lead? Say it again. I'm sorry. Best lead. Lead character. Oh, okay. Not actor, character. <laughs> I mean, I'll start because uh, once again, uh, the cars are the lead. Uh, <laughs> it's not Vin Diesel that like slab of like Vin Diesel has less acting chops than those cars. Uh, cars do every amazing thing in that movie. Uh, they jump out of buildings. They go down. They shoot backwards down mountains. Uh, they have full arcs. It was the thing of like it's like not just arcs in the sky. You mean like you mean like character arcs? Yeah. There is also an arc in the sky when it goes from one it goes from one skyscraper to the next skyscraper to the next skyscraper. So you can follow <laughs> Joseph Campbell's model for the cars. It's yeah, it, it, it they start in a zone of comfort. I, mean, I would start off. Yeah, it literally just start in a zone of comfort yeah. where it's just like uh, it's just them driving like fancy cars through the countryside because they're all happy. Or he's driving a minivan at the start. Yeah. Uh, of the movie, they dri- uh, Paul, uh, Paul Walker is driving a minivan. The start of the movie to like, as it's beginning of it, like the end. It's the end of an old hero's journey and the beginning of a new one. But they want something faster, cars and more furious. And then it goes. And then it goes. At the end, he is driving uh, 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 a white sports car into what is presumably heaven. Uh, <laughs> And the car is his angel taking him away. Uh, the car is the main... They're the main character of the story. They do every... Like, every, like, regular action scene is not as interesting. Like, the fights are cool, but the cars are what make it, like... 
every action scene involve or every action scene that involves cars is way better, and I think they're the main character of this Fast movie. And Furious starring cars and ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> and Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Enter the Void. The most interesting character is probably the lead character's name is Oscar, but uh, yeah, he's you, he's like out of his body half the movie. Um, this is not making a good argument. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, kind of killing. We're supposed argument. to imprint ourselves on. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> I mean, he's interesting in that. Okay, here's a. He's. I mean, they go through his whole backstory, and you see moments of like what shaped him like his parents got killed in a car accident and I mean when you're seeing that wait wait the cars from Fast and Furious <laughs> yeah they, they come from the no, that's those, how those, <laughs> those people died uh, the cars did not protect them like the angels they are <laughs> you see moments in his upbringing that show how he even though he's dead for I don't know three quarters of the movie and he's having an out of body experience it's still interesting to see his backstory dribbled out and all the memories that he has like this horrifying car crash which you see like imagine if you haven't seen the movie it's a first-person point of view of, like, a violent car crash or, like, watching your parents die in the front seat and, like, seeing your sister. It's, like, horrifying. And then all these other moments where they're in the foster home and things like that. So it builds character to, like, okay, how did he end up in this situation where he's dead and dying? And he how do you really have a character life? arc at all. He, his character arc is, uh, I really like drugs, uh, and I kind of want to fuck my sister. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm dead, and I'm going to just wa- I'm gonna creepily stalk her. Right, before we start sniping, let's go to Lawson. <laughs> well, so I haven't. So it's interesting because I have two choices. I have John Cusack, who I believe is probably the first build on the movie and is the lead. But I could also John Malkovich as John Malkovich. It's fucking crazy. Would be like it's I. I'm torn because I I could make arguments for both. I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with John Cusack because I feel like because part of the intrigue of being John Malkovich is they did get John Malkovich which they didn't know when they wrote the script that they would <laughs> but it was still called being John Malkovich in the original script no, well, the, uh, imagine being the original script had nothing to do with that it was just a, it was a marriage falling apart that was the only that was the original script no but it was but when it was no when it was first completed though oh. before they knew they could get John Malkovich he still he had always pictured it being John Malkovich so but uh, so like it's like funny that it's actually him and he's losing his body and stuff but John Cusack He's the lead of the movie, but he's also the antagonist, which I think is interesting because he's he's like a he's a puppeteer. He's like a weird dude. He has a wife. It's Cameron Diaz, but she's like a homely Cameron Diaz. But like he's unfulfilled, and he just wants to be more than he is. Like I feel like he's like this, uh, like uh, like a, he's like one of those suckers for the American dream type of guys, right? But also he's a terrible person. Uh, so he like. Because he, he just wants to uh, bang Catherine Keener. That's his whole goal. That's really his whole goal. He just is so into Catherine Keener. Everybody that wants he... to bang Catherine Keener. This movie, 40 Year Old Virgin, she's yeah, just in. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine Keener's in the whole uh, movie. Try. Yeah, she's. Uh, and Catherine Keener's like really unlikable in this movie, so that's interesting because he's usually not. But uh, yeah, so he's just really into Catherine Keener, and he also wants to be like a recognized as like a great man, right? So, but he can't do it on his own. So like the fact that he found this way to be John Malcolm, like to steal all of everything that he built and to take his body and all of his prestige and to use that to have sex with Catherine Keener and like and become like he, he makes John Malkovich his like he makes him a famous puppeteer because he's already famous so his arc is he leaves his wife locks her in a cage goes crazy takes over John Malkovich's body because he's a puppeteer he learns how to control John Malkovich as a puppeteer from the inside and stays in him for like eight months and then marries Catherine Keener uh, and then uh, that's all well and good but does the movie have any cars? (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm in Thank the Jersey you. I was going to say it. All the cars are on the turnpike when they fall out of It's true. It does have cars. It does. I mean, how great would it be, Sorry, though? Let's just change the topic to best car movie. Yeah. <laughs> how um, cars, too. No. <laughs> how great would it have been, though, is if the angel car from Fast and Furious controlled John Malkovich <laughs> and brought him to heaven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And then kill his parents. Uh, <laughs> killed, uh, what's it, Oscar's parents? Charlie yeah. Kaufman, we've got a new script for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so here's my favorite thing. So the very end, at, um, of he he tries to take, retake control of John Malkovich, uh, and he fails. What he ends up doing is he ends up trapped in the body of the daughter that Catherine Keener and uh, Cameron Diaz, well, Catherine Keener conceives it. But it was conceived. This movie's so weird. It was conceived, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when when uh, Cameron Diaz was in John Malkovich having sex with Catherine Keener because she's into girls. All right, so we're gonna just bring it back to point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it lead, it, So he's watching his ex-wife and the woman he's in love with, Catherine Keener, raise their daughter, and he's inside the daughter, and he's just watching that happen forever. He's trapped. He can't do anything about it. And to me, that's just uh, what a crazy weird arc that is. And that's how the movie ends. Uh, yeah, you know. Um. But does he make it the best lead? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I yeah. Think well, when you say when you say the best lead, I mean, I think he's the most interesting character of the choices. I would say because Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is not the lead in this movie. He's not uh, out of this out of this group. Is it the best lead out of this group? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Stick to your gut. I I mean, look. No. No. John Cusick does an amazing job of being insecure and weird and like but like banging Kathleen Keener like that's his goal and she's like a very attainable uh, <laughs> star not to him though <laughs> like that's like that's his whole like what like be, well best doesn't always mean likable 100% but like uh yeah. Fast and Furious without the cars is a useless movie. Uh, it's actually a lot of people's... Oh, good point. Like, yeah. it, 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 I don't like, think that's true anymore. It's, it's kind of like the Woody Allen... It's kind of like Woody Allen without New York. Like, it's just... Like any Woody Allen movie without New York. It's just... So it's not... Scoop a, match point. <laughs> yeah, not as good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they aren't as good as a point. <laughs> a lot of people like match point. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's yeah. good, but yeah. it's... It, is, uh, Scarlett Johansson good, but that's it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, same with the Vicky Cristina Barcelona. But no, I I think with the Furious Fast Cars franchise, I think they those characters, the ones who aren't the cars, have gotten built to a point that you could have a movie without the cars, and people would at first be like, "Where are the cars?" But then they remember they're immortal guys fighting each other with pipes. You could do a ninety-minute movie where they just rock bottom each other through glass, and there's no car. You could do that. It's but you the could uh, the only the only. But then people would be like, "Where are the cars?" Like the, the only way I would accept like that me. is if they uh, physically learned how to turn into cars in the next movie, <laughs> 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 and then they can be the main characters. But up until this point, they're not. What if David Cronenberg took over and became like the fly, <laughs> but like with, <laughs> but like Vin Diesel turned into a car? Well, have you seen <laughs> Crash? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which one? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a big yeah. difference in Crash. Yeah, it was like yeah. not the one where the main character is racism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear from you, Matt. Yeah, been a bit quiet on this one. Um, can I concede my? Because like this yeah. is not a good question for me. Because that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Okay, if you're going to concede, which one would you pick out of the, uh, these two? Um, because I'm going with the cars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the cars too. Yeah. Honestly. All right. All right. David gets the point. But whatever, it's fine. I want to see being John Malkovich. Furious <laughs> Seven go neck and neck for the John weirdest. Just like lost to cars. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Kaufman just blew to Justin Lin. 
Alright, next question. Weirdest or best director? I don't... Can't talk about his other uh, works as I well. I don't know his other works, that's why. I only know him from this movie. The movie itself is incredibly... Do you know who it is? Uh, Gaspar Noe. It is... Yeah, Gaspar Noe. Gaspar yeah. I've never seen any of his other Have you films. seen Irreversible? No, I haven't. That's this is the only movie... My friend was like, watch this movie. It's great. And what I like about it is... Um, Especially if you're watching it, so it feels like you're tripping. Like, even without the use of any other drugs or alcohol, it feels like you're tripping and watching a movie. It feels like you're in his position. So from that point, for talking about just from a director's accomplishment, it's incredible. It's amazing just how he shoots it and how it's presented. And, um, I mean, that would be my argument, was it's just, like, to, to get that feeling of, like, this is, like, a, every moment feels like I'm in his shoes, in Oscar's shoes. And that's what I really like about him. Uh, yeah, but I haven't seen any of his other films. This is tough to... Okay, well, based on Into the Void. Into the Void? Like, why is he a great director for that? For that, because just every moment, especially... All the first-person shots are, like, an incredible accomplishment. Where, like, especially, like, the car scene I keep mentioning. Uh, his scenes uh, in the foster home where it's, like, him and his sister and he's trying to get... I'm going to help out a little bit. The choice to make him... Instead of doing a point of view from, because it's all shot point of view, but it's instead of doing a point of view from the eyes, it's done point of view from the back of his head. Yeah, that's true. Which yeah, does yeah. make it feel way more natural than if it was like from the point of view where it's just like, oh, I'm in your eyes and yeah, I can yeah, hear yeah. you breathe and stuff, which always feels a little bit silly. Yeah. And he said that uh, too, and that that was a choice by him. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my argument. I feel like I'm waiting for the James Wan versus uh, <laughs> Spike Jones director showdown that's about to go play place. That's all I can think about is who's gonna win. Well, I think I think Gaspar Noe's a, a great weird director. Just I didn't I, I, I'm irreversible, but that um, was so uh, that, that was a hard movie to watch. Yeah, like, like it's a great yeah, movie, it but it's hard. The, re- I, the reason I saw it was like a I had like a test to see if I could watch it really, <laughs> but it was a hard movie to watch. But uh, I heard Mon- uh, Monica Bellucci gets naked, so I was like done. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to see him that kind of naked. Yeah, that's uh, it, that's uh, yeah that it fucked with me for like a week. But uh, so uh, Spike Jones, he's I mean he's he's a weird visionary because like he makes a lot of shot choices I think are interesting uh, in that there is a lot, there is first person also because when they're John Malkovich they're going through the first person thing but then just a lot of the angles he takes and like like th- there's this one weird uh, choice that was probably just in the script but like in the beginning Don Cusack's character works in like a small room like a room that's too small for normal people like they have to crouch to sit in it's just like it makes the whole it's just a claustrophobia and I feel like it's just like a like, it's, like, a weird metaphor for how he feels in his life, where just, like, he, he's, like, trapped, and he is, he is uncomfortable and insecure. So, I don't know, I just, I think, I like, I like Spike Jones. I didn't like World of Wild Things are as much, but I thought he did a great job in this movie. And I thought he made, like, the way he directs when when John Malkovich is being puppeteered, like, that weird, he makes, he, there's a weird sequence where he's just, like, going up and down a wall, because he's being controlled from the inside, and just, like... It was like it was like Pinocchio. It was like a weird uh, Pinocchio-esque joy, but also like creepiness. That I thought was really good. Uh, okay, so no, uh, if you had gone back to two thousand and one and asked eleven-year-old uh, <laughs> 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 David Piccolomini, uh, "Hey, uh, do you think Fast and F- the Fast and Furious movies are? Uh, what do you what are you going to think of Fast and Furious 7? I'm like, "There's going to make it that far. Uh, if, by all accounts, this movie should be terrible. Like." Every part of it should be horrendous. It should be along the lines of, like, step up three, garbage, get out of here. Hey, don't just... Dis- <laughs> <laughs> First step up was fun. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, but it's astounding. And, like, it takes 
a certain level, all the connect. Because I watch, if you watch the Expendables movies, I watched Expendables two and had a headache because all the action was kinetic, but it was like too confusing, too fast, and they didn't know uh, not in enough furious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for it, just waiting, for and it, it just wasn't working. But this movie, every piece of kinetic action set piece is interesting, and they know how to move it all together and make it in a way where it's not like, like when uh, they have a bus go careening off the side of a cliff. And it's going towards the edge, and it goes over, and he is hanging on, like, every step. They just keep upping the ante in ways that take a very creative director that people aren't going to think about. Like, you know, you can make a very simple set piece, but to make all the set pieces work in moving order like that, and, you know, showcasing the main character all the time, uh, and fitting cars into every scene is difficult. Uh, <laughs> And figuring out new ways, because they have done this for seven movies, and, like, they've taken it from racing. And he had to realize that he's like, I've created, these are gods now. These are new gods. Uh, and they, ha- they have to, wherever they're going, they have to cause a wave of destruction and uh, carnage. And how am I going to do that? Oh, we're going to take them to, like, it's insane the vision that got him. Because he's also, he's a horror movie director. Uh, James Wan is a complete horror movie director. Saw, right? Saw yeah. and, uh, which is also another series that, like, Saw went down in quality. Uh, like, it, it got weirder and then just kind of dropped off. Being, they didn't know how to build on it right. And the fact that they figured out how to build on a Fast and Furious franchise is like insane. Anybody, any generic action movie director could come in and conceivably do a good job with it. I, I, mean, I disagree so much. You need there uh, because It's not like James Wong can do Enter the Void. That's a good point. Is this the first one James Wong did? Yeah, the first, okay. yeah, they were all the rest of them were Justin Lang. Uh, oh, or to his credit, two. yeah, he's no, done no. all the two. Which he did no, 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 four, uh, four through six. Yeah, yeah. The first it's, one was done by Rob uh, Cohen. Oh, okay. Yeah, who did the Bruce Lee by Dragon? Oh, into the uh, into, no Dragon. The dragon. The Bruce Lee story. Yeah, yeah, that right. That's gotcha. right. But Which yeah. is funny because I met Rob Cohen and I met Gaspar Noe in Sydney. They did premieres for Irreversible and Rob Cohen was there just to talk about, uh, I can't remember what movie, but he was also talking about Fast and Furious. Yeah. Still haven't met Spike. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess uh, you lose this one. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's really cool. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Go on. but I would say, yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's just the amount. But see, I, I do have an issue with... Like, five and six wasn't him. Felt like anyone could have done seven. Because five was already taken to that. Uh, I saw the expansion thing. Like, Die Die Hard 4 is bad because they didn't keep what made Die... Or it's not great because they didn't keep what made Die Hard. I like Uh, four. Five was the one that sucked. Five was terrible. Four was not a Die Hard movie. True. Four is Good Day to Die Hard, I think. Uh, In Australia, they call it Die Hard 4.0. That, that's yeah, that's, that, that's actually a much better name. That's a much better name. In Australia, we don't give a shit. We're like, yeah, it's too long. Like, no, but 4.0, 4. it's all about digital like, stuff. We know but with your American Pie movies, you know yeah. how the third one was called American Wedding? Yeah. Yeah, we just called it American Pie 3. We're like, no. Nah. Bruce Willis was also in it. It was weird. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I would say that the whole thing about that is uh, from 5 and 6... They, they created a different style yeah. of movie. But this one, this is the first one where they're, like, heroes. Uh, like, every other one is like, oh, we're trying to get out of, we're, like, bank heisting, and then we're trying to absolve ourselves from it. And this is the first one where they're like, oh, yeah, we're the good guys now. They are basically, like, working, they're in international. Were the good guys in the fourth one, though? I never saw the fourth one. I this saw. It feels like a movie that anybody could have done, whereas, like, enter the book, because I want to win this one. Is yeah, that where, great. like, Gaspar yeah. Noe is, like, 
you could take some premise that's really uh, terrible. I think Kubrick could have done yours. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm taking you one out. Oh, that's uh, fair. I'm taking Fast out of this one and it's down yeah. to uh, Malkovich and Into the Void. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Because I was going to say, I think both of our directors are very ambitious because Spike Jones always takes on projects. I mean, like, when John Cusack signed on to do this movie, he literally was like, he said to his agent, find me the most unproducible script and I want to see if I can do it. And, the, and, and, the, and it was this movie. This is the most unproducible movie and Spike Jones signed on to direct it. It was his first movie that he directed, first feature at least. And then and then he did uh, Where the Wild Things Are, which to make that into like a feature, like a kid's book into a feature movie and to make it darker, I just think that's super interesting. And then her about yeah, Do the Fuzzle. If computer. it had been interesting, that would have been cool. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it, w- it was interesting in the fact... That it I really was like, like a, where the wild things are, so I have to not really, keep, no keep going. I mean, no, I, I fucking hate it. Screw you. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's not. Uh, it's my least favorite Spike Jones movie, but I think it's ambitious to try, and he also it's ambitious to like make it like weirdly dark and like I think there are tone tonal issues, but but her is also ambitious because like a dude falls in love with a oh, computer. Like it was yeah, and her. I, was, I thought her was great too. He's yeah, he's always good at bringing in like a humanity to whatever he's doing, even when like it's tonally weird or the concept is weird. He's always good at grounding it in people. Uh, so that like you you can kind of access this crazy idea that he's gonna be because jumping in. Because in the end, it's always a human story. Yeah. yeah. I feel like with Gaspar Noe, it's more he is very ambitious too, but his is more about this greater morality and greater concepts, and it, it sometimes it lacks a little bit of the human elements. I would say. See, the first time I heard about Enter the Void, I was like, oh, this must be a style over substance thing because the whole movie is mostly style. Yeah. But when you have a, when you can take a really standard premise like a guy dying like what are his final thoughts essentially and you can elevate that and make that into something really great I mean that's something else because it, it's such a stupid like college stoner like what if you yeah, had so like, like a, a movie a student film but yeah. done with a director who knows how to make but it done with like intent yeah. and yeah. done with like I mean that movie just scared the shit out of me and it does not it takes a lot for me to get scared and it's not even a horror sure. movie but still just being in his shoes and just making me feel like yeah. I'm in this person's delight. I can feel like I'm in the same... I feel like I'm tripping. I feel like yeah. I'm just, it's just bizarre. I don't even disagree with that, because I agree. But I also do feel like I could see like a college kid being like, yo, what if you could like be John Malkovich and then like make a yeah. terrible movie? And the fact that the movie goes through like so many more turns and here's, it keeps evolving. Here's what I think. I yeah. think that Enter the Void is a director's achievement while being John Malkovich is very much a Charlie Kaufman achievement. And not to discredit Spike Jones at all, because you know he's what? great. I think he just made the... Uh, hit the nail uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think, yeah, make his point. I actually agree with that. We need Kaufman to write uh, yeah. Enter the Void. A no, remake. he needs to write Fast Furious 8. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Like, I, like if he just did the last trilogy. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's get the, uh, this next one. Let's try to make it a quick one. Okay. Best score, not soundtrack. Score. Best. Well, for for I think for Fast and Furious Seven, they're the same. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, for it does exactly what it needs to do. It's so adrenaline pumping. It's so crazy. Uh, the opening scene, like I was like, oh, we're in this movie, and it's like it's. And uh, I don't know uh, if either of those movies have brought as many people to tears uh, <laughs> as Fast and Furious 7 has. <laughs> I, I confess I haven't seen this movie in a year, so I don't recall there being a score. I remember all the music being, uh, what's the word, digetic. It's like it emanates from within the scene. So it's like he's going around dealing drugs at the beginning of the movie to a lot of clubs no, and stuff like, like that. There's like 
drug there? sound. There's like drug trip sounds. Yeah. That oh, okay, so like that kind of stuff. But, but that that ca- does that doesn't count as composition. That's, yeah, oh, does it? That's composition. Okay, all right. Um, the music of the movie. The music of the movie. Whether it be singing or I'm guessing that's. I mean, they get some trippy sounding effects in there where it's like how do you, like echoes and stuff like that and just like distant like memory like you could hear like his mother like calling him in like one scene like in the background, which is really which is a really weird. It's like did that just happen? Like did I just hear that? Like that kind of thing. But as far as orchestral thing, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that like sound is important for that movie, but yeah. it, it it enhances the tone. But I don't think it's the main. Yeah, it's, it's not like, the main attraction. You're not there to see that. You're there to see. Yeah. yeah. Well, so my soundtrack got five stars on all music, <laughs> and like you know what? I don't. Th- I I don't really think I can make a great argument for mine. All right, so I'm <laughs> so ruling you one out early. Yeah, yeah. I don't really remember well it's enough. It's really tough to argue with. Fat Furious 7's <laughs> adrenaline pumping. This is like this is it's a soundtrack movies, that makes you feel like action you're, movies are kind of built on soundtrack. soundtrack so it's like the next year just got carte blanche. I don't yeah. Yeah. All right, fine, fine. Let's just let's just end it now. Yeah, before we start singing even more. All right. It's soundtrack. Like uh, no, just give it to him. Oh All right. This one, let's try to make this one quick one as well, because uh, we kind of already discussed it. Okay. Original screenplay. <laughs> so David's out. No, out. I, I could see this one because that's not the point. Uh, it is it is a movie about gods are never good at dialogue. That's like a, a known thing because they don't have to be. Uh, I feel like I made all my points when I was arguing for Spike Joe. It's just all of that, but just for Charlie Kaufman, who was really the impetus of all the craziness. I mean, yeah, it's an amazingly weird and but it works so much in the screenplay. Well, Enter the Void features such style. No, it's, it's, your, it's your point. It's Charlie. It's Charlie Kaufman. Charlie all the way. Wow. Okay, this is Matt, the fastest w- round I've ever had. Yeah. So I, I, I was going to argue for your guy. It's such a visual movie. Do, do, do you want to? Oh, but I would say that the argument for the movie is they do set up a lot. You know a lot about that character very early on without actually. They don't. The. It's such a minimalist script, which does not make it a bad script. No, absolutely not. I'm not saying it's poorly written at all. Well, that's what I'm but saying. But it's such a visual script that, I, like, nothing sticks out to me about the screenplay, whereas I think of Being John Malkovich, and I'm like, that really doesn't have shit I on it. I think Being John Malkovich is one of the best screenplays of all time. Like, yeah. the fact that it even worked as a movie is beyond... I said it before, there's, it's the director's achievement was Enter the Void. The yeah, screenwriting achievement I was would... Being John Malkovich. So that's why I'm immediately, like, I'm not yeah, even going to fucking agree. argue yeah, and be right. like... Once again, by the way, we are tied. It is neck and neck between Furious 7 and uh, being John Malkovich. And I got one, so maybe I'll come back in. Maybe I'll come back with uh, this one, this question. Biggest what-the-fuck moment. Kind of a toss. Oh, this could be anybody. Probably when the I've mentioned it before. When the 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 car accident comes up again and again, but the first time it happens, it's so jarring because you see it from his perspective, and it's so uncensored in the idea that like they're not hiding any. Like you see glass coming into their face. It's just such a horrifying like oh my god moment that it's like whoa I can't believe that happened. Uh, I Dave, mean, you just I know you just saw the movie recently. Would you agree with? Uh, that? I would agree. Oh, hold on, I would not agree with that point. That that's the most what the fuck moment. That is a what the fuck yeah. moment. But like, uh, I, I mean, I where where already, where so. do I start? Because uh, <laughs> one moment, uh, I gotta one pick moment. one. Okay, so this is this is gonna be tough. Oh my god. Okay, I'm yeah. Go ahead. So because like, I know yeah, there's like legitimately a lot of those. I, I'm gonna say, eventually, John Malkovich finds out that there's a portal that leads into his brain. So he. <laughs> goes into the portal 
And what happens is, and I, the first time I saw this movie, I was like 15, and I was just flipping through looking for a movie like Fast and the Furious. And so I just stumbled into this, and I didn't. I was intrigued, and I but I kept watching. And this is the moment where I lost my shit. He goes in and he gets dropped into this restaurant, and he looks around, and everybody has his face. And they're, all they're saying is Malkovich. <laughs> Everyone, they just look around, there's a hundred Malkoviches, and they're just saying, Malkovich? Malkovich? It's like Groot, but like they're just saying Malkovich in different tones, and it's the weirdest, it's the craziest thing. Yeah, it's bizarre. Okay, so the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they're... They, the the bad guys another they have there's a West African bad guy too uh, because why not because of course an African warlord wants this magic chip that can help them find anywhere anyone and they're searching for the programmer who's a hot woman because fuck it uh, in this weird yeah it's like this weird surrealist like thing it's like the, the most gorgeous woman's also a master programmer okay uh, and so they're in a helicopter shooting down cars and they're literally transferring her from car to car to car. Just throwing her out of one car, transferring her into another one. As they go around all of East LA, because they got to bring it back to home, because family. Uh, and then they're finally caught, and they're like going to get blown up. And then the Rock shows up after breaking the cast by flexing, uh, which is already what the fuck. He picks up a minigun, like a straight up like a giant mini machine gun. And starts shooting it at the helicopter. <laughs> this and is then, a series of moments. <laughs> no, this is one giant moment. That's what I'm talking about. About just uh, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. about his uh, James Wan's uh, screen directing ability. All of these are easily to follow kinetically, and gets to the point where uh, Vin Diesel throws grenades at it, and then he shoots grenades out of the sky from hundreds of feet up in the air to blow up a helicopter. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. Can I just add to that? And that I'm not trying to help you, but maybe it will. But like before that, doesn't Vin Diesel say, "I have a plan," and isn't his plan, plan. to That's know the that plan. the Rock is gonna Hulk out of that and shoot the grenade? <laughs> That's the plan. Which is they're telekinetic beings. You right. don't understand. Okay. You know what? If you said the most what the fuck moment was that they made this movie, I would have just given it to you. Damn it! But because you went that, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not. It's, it, it's funny, but it's not the best argument. I'm sorry. It's just so it's, stupid. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying, though. How did they know that? If you go into like, pure internal memory of this... Compared to these two, that is... It's, it's still action movie. Okay, you're like, it's insane. Right, yeah, yeah, you're fair. Uh, yeah. You're right. You're, the Rock never became... The, the fact that The Rock has an acting career... Or, uh, or no, not that The Rock. Rock is very... The fact that Vin Diesel has an acting <laughs> career... Then, then it's... it's yeah. <laughs> I'm like, The Rock is the best thing about these movies. <laughs> Jason Statham's the best thing about this movie. <laughs> a, a, 1A, 1B. <laughs> so now it is the Malkovich going into his own head Damn versus <laughs> the car crash. car crash. Car crash is, I don't know if it's what the fuck more than shocking. Yeah, that's but what I was going to say. The whole movie's a what the fuck I moment. Mean, what's the, the fuck thing? is, uh, I guess, yeah. Him, him, I would have said him imagining his sister getting fucked the whole time when you realize that this is all in his mind and he just keeps... Going back to his sister having sex? I mentioned it, but that was the first question. Oh, no, I did the baby thing, so yeah, but proceeding, I can't change the moment, obviously, but yeah, it is a pretty what the fuck. Alright, so we're just gonna give it some more something. Give it, yeah, yeah, it's a classic scene. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, next question. This one was one of the original ones, and this is why I got confused earlier, because this question is weirdest scene. Weirdest, weirdest scene. Oh. Weirdest Can it be one that we already talked about? If you want. Okay. Um, yeah, also when, help uh, time for the podcast because we're already over. Protagonist sister is fucking the friend, and then they zoom out to show like a like an establishing shot of like the whole hotel, and it's like you see everybody else like just having sex, and the idea of it's supposed to be like, oh look at this is how humans are formed and copulation and blah blah blah, but it's just a weird 
what weird moment. It's just bizarre on every possible level. It's just like, then, how are you? Energy's coming from their genitals. Yeah, that's like a big. And then they part zoom in to like the guy they had energy balls all yeah. going on. Uh, yeah. Like in uh, never mind, never mind. Go on. I was thinking of that vampire show where they have sex and she's a fairy. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, I yeah, yeah, true Blood? No. Because there's another show where, like... Vampire Diaries? I, no, there's, like, a Succubus show. Where oh. becomes a fairy, and then she has sex with a dude, and her genitals glow. Anyway, uh, for my weirdest moment... Um, man, this is... I don't want to just choose the Malkovich thing again. I'm going to say... I mean, the, the one where he's everybody. Uh, or the chimp one. I'm going to say the one where he's getting puppeteered. Where, like... Because it's... John Cusack is demonstrating... His control over the vessel that is John Malkovich by thro- like having him dance and like go up a wall. I just feel like that's. I mean, it's like uh, this, it's 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 meta, but it's also yeah. I think that's the weirdest moment because also there's Catherine Keener celebrating like she's just like she's like oh my god we did it like it's like the, like to her it's like the greatest news. But it's just to me it's just the weirdest moment. I'd like to add very quickly that Dave is thinking very, very hard about this question. He is thinking more about the Furious 7 than probably anybody ever has in the history of film criticism. Okay, Go ahead, so Dave. I'll say <laughs> the weirdest moment uh, oh, is that the entire plot of the movie, they're chasing after this thing called God's Eye so they can find Jason Statham. Who's, no, uh... And the whole time, though, every time they're searching for it, he just shows up anyway. <laughs> I was wondering when we were going to get to this, because it's, yeah, you're right, go on. the weirdest thing. It's just like, just start searching for it, he'll show up, and then you could kill him there. <laughs> it's weird, because they just keep searching for it. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to give him the point. Yeah. Yeah. The point, because then we have the final question, and that will determine whether... Furious Seven. Which, like, is strange. There are only on one point, but like I'm it is done. a great movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. awesome no. movie. It's, it's it a void. Is, Everyone yeah. should watch it. Yeah. It's, oh, absolutely. Um, I haven't really yeah. seen it, but yeah, it's I, I, I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it does tell me that Matthew is a bit of a voyeur because that's yeah. his favorite weird movie. Uh, <laughs> However, um, the reason why I reckon you're only on one point is because. This is so bizarre. Oh, this is I agree. I'm not this is the most weirdest, enjoyable moment. I'm enjoying it so much that I'm not actively trying to. Th- I'm like, I could try harder, but I do want to see the showdown. I'm glad I especially because seven. I have no yeah. idea what your final question is going to be, yeah. and I'm going to. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy watching these two compete for weirdest movie. That's the whole best God's point of view thing is, is, Yeah, the God's Eye thing is great. It's so oh my dumb. God. So yeah. this, this is yeah. for the final point. Final point. All right. Yeah, they're okay. a special We've part of got, the CIA. We've only got. 11 minutes. So I want to try to get it in five, but we got 11 as a maximum. Question? Which movie has more meaning? (laughs) (laughs) I want to see him argue this. (laughs) (laughs) He has no argument. (laughs) I'll go first. Uh, You are out, so you don't have to if you don't want to. I want to concede the time to these two. I want to see see their argument. I want to give it at least two lines. Give it a tweet. Oh, okay. Life is precious. I don't know. Don't do drugs. No, that's a terrible one. <laughs> of course, you could do drugs. You should definitely do drugs. Yeah. Um, don't. Oh, here's uh, be, being on DMT and getting shot. Not a good idea. That has, that is the meaning behind the movie. Okay, done. And you're out. Okay, so Lawson. Uh, so 
I think there's a lot of meaning in the, uh, because, so, John Cusack and Cameron Diaz's characters both have, they both relish the idea of being inside John Malkovich. With Cameron Diaz, is like, coming to terms with the fact that she's a transgendered person, and with John Cusack's character, it's coming to terms with the fact that he's just not good enough, and he just won't be, and he just, because he's just not a good guy, and he doesn't deserve or earn anything he ever gets. So, I think there's a lot of meaning t- towards identity, and like just claiming like what you are in the movie, and I also think it's just a great screenwriting and directorial achievement. And I just think that I want to hear David argue for Fury Seven for the next <laughs> hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's first of all, it is an interesting movie. It is a very cool, fascinating, well-made, well-written, well-acted movie. <laughs> what is, the meaning behind it is like it's better to be yourself than someone else. Is that the whole meaning? Because then it's just a Disney movie. No, it's not. That's it's more about yeah, being willing to trust that being yourself is enough. I think that's more the meaning than just... So, more than vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> so, so your movie has that in common with Frozen. Family. <laughs> I almost just said family. Uh, but here's... So, here, the thing. The whole movie is... They, when Paul Walker died, it changed everything. No. <laughs> no, it changed the whole thing of, like, it became about him. The whole movie. They re-edited it. They, when they started making the movie from... It's more about him coming to terms with being a family man. Like, he he says in it, quote, I miss the bullets, which is insane. Like, it's, it's him coming to terms with his position as, like, be, like retiring from being uh, one of the demigods uh, that they are, what a, being a superhero, and him retiring and becoming a family man. And there's a lot of good meaning in that because it's like, oh, he's going from a wild, crazy person to trying to settle down and raise a new god. Uh you know, up until the stars. Raising is Hercules, pretty much. Uh, if they, I predict in 20 years, they will remake the Fast and Furious movie starring Paul Walker's son. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, you know, family is the main core tenet, but it's about working together as a team. That's uh, like the only thing it's about. It's just family. Like, it's just Vin Diesel. If family. you ask Vin Diesel, it's about family. All they say is family. Yeah, that's, that's not... They say family so many times. But no, no, it doesn't... What really is meaning? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? As far as, far as the point go, my brain says being John Malkovich, but my heart says Furious 7. Ultimately, you get to decide. What what this is, so. I just want to say, like, I, this is hilarious, but also, I don't think you've actually conveyed any meaning. <laughs> you've just, you just espoused a bunch of emotional things, like Paul Walker's death. But isn't that what society is now? What is it that would meaning is is uh, meaning's not about logical. All right, all right, I'm gonna stop. I'm just gonna stop there. Right. Because uh, you didn't really convey a lot of meaning in yours either. Of like what the but he did. He gave core, which is got a core, and he did well, write, sum it up in like sum it up in uh, what was it? Be true to yourself, or was uh, it yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, in so many what words. I'm saying is uh, learning when uh, to no longer be the action hero and coming down and. Started, like learning when it's time to settle down and start a family as opposed to going out and always chasing the next high. I just want to add, just because I, I, John Cusack does, he tries to find happiness by being John Malkovich. Cameron Diaz does. She stops being John Malkovich, and that's when she, her and Catherine Kaner actually make a family and become happy. It's because she stops trying to be John Malkovich. She just settles down with Catherine Kaner. I will say that none of my characters tried to be John Malkovich uh, at all. <laughs> Which uh, is the biggest disappointment <laughs> of the Oh my god, that would be the best. <laughs> Alright, you know what? I'm just gonna... Uh, we are running out of time. I really want to see John Malkovich as like a Fast and the Furious villain. Like, oh, he would, would be amazing. Are you well, kidding? Have you seen... You, he was in red, and he kind of has that kind of crazy angle to it, so I can see him fit in that uniform somewhere. Are you somewhere. fucking kidding me? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, so 
the reason why I'm going to give it to John Malkovich, oh. which wins, is because he gave me an answer. I what? <laughs> <laughs> you just spat out nonsense. There is no nonsense about winning like the series. Ed... Oh my god, if you said the meaning of the movie that the uh, car robots are going to take over eventually, or that crashing into each other makes you a god, I would give you at least a chance. You gave me nothing. If he said that the meaning of the movie is crashing into each other makes you a god, I would have let him win. <laughs> so the winner today is Lawson. Congratulations, okay. Lawson. Yeah, there you go. Um, you can find him on Twitter at LawsonComedy89. You can also find David... Uh, Piccolini, uh, like I said, uh, I, don't know, I can't read this. It's fine. You yeah. can, if you say, if you type it into Twitter, the way my name spelled or the way I spell it here, yep. it don't comes worry, there'll up. Don't worry, uh, the, uh, there'll be a link in the description below. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for getting... Can I getting... really quickly, folks? I'm sorry. Just, I have a, released a comedy special on my website, uh, lawsonleong.com. It's called Nice to Meet You. You can pay what you want for it, and that's it. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I was yeah. going to do if you want to plug anything at the end. Oh, but I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> Just take it on my podcast. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, that's cool. And what was the website again? It was uh, lostandleong.com, and the special's called Nice to Meet You. It's like it's split into two nights. I'll and... put a link in the description below okay, for you. Awesome. No Thank problem. You, yeah. And uh, Matt. And I am Tenenbaum Matt on Twitter. Spell it like the Royal Tenenbaums, T-E-N-E-N-B-A-U-M. Oh, Come no, to the Creek in the Cave a lot and party. Come to my open mic, 11 o'clock Wednesday. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Creek in the Cave. That's a plug. There's Queens. your plug. In Queens, yes. It's the best. And I formed the Creek in the Cave and I had a lot of fun the last two times. First time... Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is a fun room. It's supportive. Go check it out. It's in New York, uh, Queens. Uh, oh, Comic Street Comics. I, I host uh, Mike there on Sundays at 10. All right, and I played there as well, and that yeah, was a lot of fun. That was yeah, great, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, and uh, I've been Seizure Kaiser. You can find me on Twitter at I am Seizure or on Facebook under the same handle, or you can follow the Film Feud podcast at Film Feud Podcast on Twitter or on Facebook at Film Feuds. Now, once again, I'll just bring it up. The person that owns the Film Feuds Twitter account, I am still trying to get him in contact with him to verse him uh, for the Twitter handle, which he hasn't used in three years. Um, he has stopped contacting me, so I don't know what's going on there, but I'm going to fight for it, guys. And finally, don't forget to check out our new show, Game Grudges. There's only one episode out at the moment, so check it out. If you like it, cool. And please send your questions and your topics to the Twitter account, and we'll use them and give you a shout-out. Next week's episode, Worst Remake. And thanks, guys. Hope you had a good one. See you next week. A lot of fun. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, that was Thank great. You.